This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, it's Creature Comforts, a show all about your animals and the animals around you. I'm Sherita Brent here with Dr. Troy Major, veterinarian at the Animal Medical Center in Jackson. Kevin Farrell and Libby Hartfield are out this week. Our guests today are Bruce Reed, Outreach Specialist for Wildlife Mississippi, and Gilbert Rose, President and Executive Director of Tower Wildlife. We're spreading our wings once again and talking about birds on today's show. What types of birds can we expect to see this time of year? How do you attract different birds to your yard? And what are the best places in the state for bird watching? You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464, or email animals at mpbonline.org. This is Creature Comforts from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. This is Creature Comforts from MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Dr. Troy Major, veterinarian at the Animal Medical Center in Jackson. Kevin Farrell and Libby Hartfield are out this week, but our guests today are Bruce Reed, Outreach Specialist for Wildlife Mississippi, and Gilbert Rose, President and Executive Director of Terra Wildlife. We're spreading our wings once again and talking about birds on today's show. What type of birds can we expect to see this time of year? How do you attract different birds to your yard, and what are the best places in the state for bird watching? We'll also talk about the Mississippi River Nature Weekend that's coming up. You can join the conversation at any time this morning with your questions and comments by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or email animals at mpbonline.org. Also, if you happen to miss Creature Comforts on Thursday, it now repeats on Saturday mornings at 6 as a reminder. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks so much for being in. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Good morning. All right. Uh, So, Dr. Major, we can start with you and talk about what is new in the pet world. Well, there's always something new. Uh, You know, we're still going through the hot summer months, and uh, I'm not sure when that will cease. Hmm. But anyway, flea and tick control, mosquito control, heartworm control, those are all big things, big issues. Uh, We see, I've seen recently in the last two weeks, an inordinate amount of... uh, what shall I say, dietary indiscretion. Uh, we have dogs come in that have got GI problems. Uh, some of those may develop pancreatitis, uh, but it seems like things come in bunches. And sometimes there's no rhyme or reason why that would happen. Hmm. But uh, maybe people were cleaning out their freezers or something like that. But uh, we see a fair amount of that, that type of thing. But uh, as far as things that are new, uh, I think veterinary medicine uh, is uh, always trying to progress and uh, meeting the needs of the pets and the pet owners. So when it comes to those uh, dietary indiscretions, as you said, and the GI problems, you don't recommend a lot of table foods for pets, do you? Really don't. And uh, I'll be the first to say I may give my dog a treat. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we don't recommend uh, wholesale uh 
you know, scraping the dinner dishes off and giving them whatever's left. Uh, we don't recommend uh, a lot of fatty foods, but I would say that stick to your dog foods with an occasional treat. Probably you'll be in better shape. Mm-hmm. Same thing is true with cats. However, cats are a lot pickier than, than our dogs, and many times they would refuse what a dog might eat. Yeah, um, and you were talking about flea and tick control. I've, I think I've had like a flea attack. Maybe this this place I was staying, there had to be some fleas left over, and I ended up having to get a flea bomb and releasing it, detonating it in the apartment, and it finally helped. Uh, but that was a really tough time for me because those fleas, I mean, they can really wreak havoc on your body. So, so in other words, somebody had pets there, and they left. And there were fleas there. Yeah, because I didn't have any animals. Usually the fleas will not attack us unless there's an overburden or a lot of fleas. Mm -hmm. Some people are very sensitive to fleas. And uh, most of the time they would prefer to be on the dog or the cat rather than us. Mm. However, when you're the only food source, yeah, they they will go for you as well. Yeah, very unpleasant experience. So that is important. Uh, But good morning to our our other guests once again, uh, Bruce Reed and Gilbert Rose. Um, If each of you respectively could tell us about uh, your professions. Um, I work primarily for two organizations, Wildlife Mississippi, which is a nonprofit conservation organization operating uh, within the state, been in existence since 1997, and I also work for a regional group called the Mississippi River Trust. Uh, both of those groups are uh, restoring, protecting, and enhancing native environments. In the case of Wildlife Mississippi, it's uh, 420,000 acres since they began. And in the Mississippi River Trust, we're working primarily along the corridor of the Mississippi River from Cairo, Illinois, to um, Baton Rouge or even the Gulf of Mexico, uh, Mostly working with private landowners who desire to uh, restore uh, bottomland hardwood wetlands and so forth, Um, but also government agencies and and Congress and and working for policies that are uh, good for the state and and even good for the economy. Okay. And what about you? Um, I've been managing Terra Wildlife. It's situated about 35 miles northwest of Vicksburg uh, for the past uh, 23 years. Um, I guess the easy des- easiest way to describe uh, is through our philosophy, which is uh, the a strong commitment to managing its natural resources, um, th- those resources being timber, water, uh, wetlands, agriculture, um, and recreation. Um, I guess through the recreation being one of our main end uses. Um, we, do, um, we do hunt for three months of the year. It's uh, bow hunting only um, for white-tailed deer. And that season it runs from October through to the end of uh, November. But um, we um, have a conference facility. We do a lot of corporate meetings, retreats throughout the year, uh, well, outside the hunting season. Um, and we have a wide uh, um, client uh, base. I mean, it can be from conservation groups to uh, local and state agencies, uh, public and private uh, uh, companies um, find. I think we found a nice niche. The average size group that we can um, entertain comfortably is around sixty-five, seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the nice thing for the conservation groups and uh, is we've got a laboratory there right alongside the you know, your accommodation. It's a 
uh, not many opportunities. I don't think there's many places that offer those same opportunities where you can sleep, uh, have a meal and uh, be in a classroom or you can be out in the field uh, all within, you know, 20 minutes of each other. Yeah, and we'll get uh, in, into more detail about what all happens at Terra. We have a, a caller who's on the line. Linda is in Biloxi with a question. Good morning, Linda. What do you have for us? Hi, Linda. You have to turn your radio off in the background, and you can just hear us through the phone. Okay. Okay. What's your question? Uh, my question is we live in Harrisburg, and we're noticing an absence of birds in our backyard. And, I mean, we're out there in the mornings, and we've got feeders up, and they're eating some, but you don't really see them. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just wondered where all the birds have gone. What kind of birds would you expect or had you been seeing in your yard? Um, cardinals and sparrows and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mainly those type of birds, uh, mockingbirds. You know, I can't say for sure, but different times of the year, birds do different things. Uh, sometimes they're not as prone to eat at a feeder. Sunflower seeds, they're more interested in in feeding on insects and, and uh, things like that. Uh, this is the time of year after the nesting season, so uh, some birds are just moving a diff- to a different location. Um, I, I don't. I would hesitate to say there's any problem. Um, but if you uh, you know notice that there's a change, then you you, know, you might look into why that is. I, I just couldn't say for sure. Uh, it's it's important to have some degree of habitat in your yard, sort of little wild corners, uh, water, things like that, and and I feel certain that uh, they'll be there. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, Linda, thank you so much for your call. 877-MPB-RING is the number. If you have any questions or comments about birds, how to attract them to your yard, what kinds of birds are you seeing, what are the best places in the state for bird watching, 877-672-7464 is the number. Um, so we were kind of getting started talking about Terra Wildlife, and um, part of the campus is filled with various trails and things. And so since we're talking about birds, is it possible to see some of the birds uh, on the, the trails at Tower Wildlife and, and just talk about the different trails that are available for people if they visit? Uh, yeah, there's um, some areas where you can do a self-guided trip. The opportunity on a weekend like this one coming up is that uh, we have a very uh, knowledgeable birder who uh, happens to be sitting in the same room with me <laughs> right now. Um, and uh, you can go out with Bruce. Um, we'll start, uh, there's a first tour about 6, 6.30 in the morning. There's another one around 8.30 and another one a bit later in the morning. Um, that's a wonderful way of uh, getting to know you with other birders and uh, people seem to sometimes be intimidated when they want to get introduced to birding they think oh i'm with a lot of those avid birders i don't think that's going to be fun but um that's not the case i mean i think even an avid birder is delighted to help the the um the newcomer so Mm -hmm. uh, don't i I guess i just encourage people not to be intimidated by that and i i think this time of year in particular and the reason the mississippi river nature weekend is is in late August every year, is there's some really special birds that are using the river corridor. Uh, Woodstork is one Mm. uh, which doesn't breed here, but they are moving up the river after the breeding season in Mexico and Central America, sometimes by the thousands, feeding on the fish and other life in the the river corridor. Rosiette spoonbill, which is a... Some of these birds are, are beautiful and kind of poetry in motion. 
Uh, that's a large pink bird, closest thing we have to a flamingo. Uh, so they're they're really dependent on this lower Mississippi River, which at this time of year is uh, lower and leaving lots of isolated pools and trapped fish. And so for eons, you've had thousands and thousands of these wading birds moving up the river in the mm-hmm. summer after July 1st. Uh, and there are other birds like painted buntings, which are phenomenal uh, songbirds. Um, and what's neat about Terra is they really uh, have done great things. They have school buses. They cut the tops off. They can take 40 people out along the levees and into the woods um, and, and really see what's going on. And uh, it's, it's a great social uh, environment as well, friendly people, wonderful guides. Uh, and so there's a lot of good learning opportunities. And the canoeing is, is another thing to get out on the river during the Nature Weekend with uh, Qualpaw Canoe Company. And if you haven't been in a canoe on the Mississippi River, this is, you know, really a special experience to go out there for two hours. Very safe, uh, very well guided experience. Uh, but I, I would recommend it to anyone who's who's. Few people actually get to see this this wonderful world class river, and this is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll talk about that a little bit more as well. We're going to go back to the phones right now. Caroline is in Picayune with a question about a pet parrot. Good morning, Caroline. What do you have for us? Good morning. Uh, I have a double yellowhead Amazon. I've had her for almost 20 years. Um, I brought her in from Central America. Naturally, she went through all of the stages of uh, what's required. But um, she has chest freedom uh, at times. When I'm working outside, she, she can be free from her very large cage. And uh, she flies around in the trees and comes down and so forth. But after all of this time, this past week, she laid two eggs. Okay. Hmm. I can't. I can't get over it. <laughs> Hopefully, you didn't have to change her name. <laughs> I think so too. Um, Pepita, you know. <laughs> right. Sounds like she's a fine bird. Uh, oh yes. And. Uh, Usually, it's a transitory thing as far as the number of eggs. Sometimes if they continue to lay a lot of eggs, uh-huh. uh, they may have some demineralization of the bone, so you don't want her to just continue to lay, lay, lay. Uh-huh. Uh, if she does that, I mean, a few eggs, no problem. But mm-hmm. if she does get into a problem, I'd say consult uh, specialists. There's some people down on the coast area mm-hmm. that do specialize in birds. Okay. And it would be good to talk to them if she continues. But that's that is unusual. You've had her now for twenty years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, my double my double yellow head is named Chester, and I don't know whether Chester is a boy or a girl. He's never laid an egg, so he's he's over thirty years old, uh, and, uh-huh. and, and unfortunately, he's picked up some language that he probably shouldn't uh-huh. have. Yeah. But I know uh, how that they, goes. they're very perceptive. Well, good luck to you. And I, I I knew about you with with uh, Chester. I knew you had him, uh, and with the same kind that I have. And right. Just, um, uh, everything in the world to me. <laughs> and what, what was your parent's name? Peppy. I call her Pe- Peppy, but it's really Pepita. Pepita, yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's great. And um, after getting her out of uh, quarantine in order to bring her back in, uh, the first thing she learned to say was, Ow, you bit me hard. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's good. <laughs> well, listen, thank you for your call, and sure hope she does well. All we'll right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Caroline. Um, and as you guys were talking, I was looking up this, this uh, process of parrots laying eggs. So it is possible for a parrot to lay an egg despite the uh, absence of a mate? 
Absolutely. Uh, wow. Some of the smaller birds really get into that laying a lot of eggs, like a cockatiel or even a parakeet. Uh, there can be some conditions where they can't pass the egg, which really gets into problem uh, because they call it egg bound. And uh, they, that's an emergency type thing. They do need to go see a veterinarian that uh, understands birds. Uh, but yes, uh, you know, people have chickens and they don't have a rooster. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, most of these, there's a lot of backyard chickens now, I would mm-hmm. say. And uh, when I say backyard, they're pets and people name them and some elaborate uh uh, pens for those chickens, but my point is, you don't have to have a, a male for them to to lay the eggs. Wow, very interesting. I've learned something new today. Uh, okay, we're going to take our first break, and we get back. We'll continue talking about Terra Wildlife. We'll also talk about Wildlife Mississippi and the Mississippi River Trust. And you can give us a call today. We are talking about birds as well on the show. What kinds of birds can we expect to see this time of year? Let us know how do you attract different birds to your yard if you need some assistance with that. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. Let us know what kinds of birds you've been seeing lately. 877 7464 or email animals at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a moment. Support for MPB comes from the Pediatric and Congenital Heart Center of Alabama at Children's of Alabama, a cardiovascular care center for children in Birmingham, Alabama. More at childrensal.org slash heart. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Owens. I'm Dr. Allie Brown. Join us on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio, where we talk about issues related to health from a woman's perspective. Listen to us on Southern Remedy for Women on Fridays on MPB from 11 to 12. You don't have to be a woman to call in. So we love to hear from you. It's the show for women and the people who love them. Join us tomorrow at 11 o'clock. We'll be taking your calls to answer all your health questions. It's Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Creature Comforts on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Dr. Troy Major, veterinarian at the Animal Medical Center in Jackson. Kevin Farrell and Libby Hartfield are out this week, but our guests today are Bruce Reed, Outreach Specialist for Wildlife Mississippi and Gilbert Rose, President and Executive Director of Terra Wildlife. You can give us a call this morning as we're talking about birds, and we're also going to talk about the Mississippi River Nature Weekend. But let us know what kinds of birds are you seeing in your yard. Maybe you aren't seeing them and you want some advice on how to attract more, what to feed them. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. Tell us where you go to bird watch. 877-672-7464 is the number. We do have a few lines. Open. You can also send an email to animals at mpbonline.org. And we were kind of, uh, well, you guys were conversing um, off the air about parrots and their language. And Dr. Major, out of curiosity, what, how extensive can a parrot's language get? You know, is there a limit to the amount of vocabulary words 
they can learn? Or? I would say virtually unlimited. Uh, and it's not just uh, mimic in, in most cases. I mean, you pick up the keys to, to leave. Uh, Chester will say bye, bye-bye. <laughs> I mean, he knows that you're going. Uh, they, they can think. Uh, and a lot of times his problem is when he's not being having any attention made and he'll squawk pretty loudly. Uh, or if I'm on the phone, it's even worse. So you have to close the door and maybe even cut off the lights. Mm-hmm. And anyway, when you cut off the lights,